I think with generational wealth, it's about planning for the end mm -hmm. while you're beginning. You don't want to make a lump sum right here and then never make money again. Right. If, if you make little increments of money, that's how you sustain not just your business, but the generational wealth part of it. Welcome everybody to the Dream Lifestyle Podcast, your place to build your faith and master your work. In this conversation, we are going to be talking about family and entrepreneurship. We're going to be covering how to create value right where you are, and we're going to be covering how to create generational wealth and have this conversation i have my unk here with me buddy harris hey, what's going on man you doing trev great man how are you i'm good man you finally here on the pod absolutely i'm glad to be here i'm look i'm happy to have you so we're talking about family and entrepreneurship yeah i know you as a entrepreneurship owner of the kingdom group um i know entrepreneurship is important to you as it is to me yes both a topic that we're excited about that we're passionate about um let's just jump in with the topic of just covering you know how to create value Absolutely. Right. How do you how do you view value? Value is viewed by many different facets, but it really depends on how you see value. Okay. Right. Because somebody else might not see your value the way I see my value. Mm -hmm. So I see my value is what I put into anything that I do. That's good. If I'm doing if I'm um, buying a property and I'm investing in that property, I want to present a, the best piece of value that I can through my eyes to project on you. However, somebody might not see the same value. They might like green instead of blue. So I might have a different opinion or a different um, understanding of value than somebody else. But my value that I want to project to the world is I want to give the best product that I can That's to true. anybody that I want to sell my product to. I, that is a great, I love the way that you put that because when I first started my businesses and stuff, I just wanted to create stuff that I liked, stuff mm -hmm. that made sense to me without actually doing the research to actually hear what other people valued. Because oh, understanding the market is crucial. It, it is. It is because you want to actually be selling a thing, whether it's a product or a service, that people actually want to buy, not just because you think it's cool. Absolutely. Like, that was like the biggest shift for me. Like When I first started Crafter Dream, I was like, okay, I'm just going to start these virtual events with these different topics that just sound good and people need them. And, you know, just basically like what I think, I think, I think people need a confidence event. I think people need a principles event. I think people need a goal setting event. Right. Right. As opposed to, to your, to your point, the market research, what are people actually looking for? And not for nothing as a business, what are people actually spending money, money on? on? Right. Like that is and, important. And what's trending. Yes. And what's not just trending now, what's going to be trending next year. So that's important to, as, as a consumer, I want to buy the product that's going to be next year. The, the cars come out in August of the year previous because they already know what the customer is looking for. And that's the same thing we want to do as entrepreneurs. We want to put the best product out there early so that, that other people will catch on to the trend of what we put out there. Now, Let's go. I want to go deeper into the value piece because I think value is one of those things. Another way in which I I would define it is just whatever it is that can solve someone's problem, mm -hmm. right? Like if I'm able to solve a problem that is expensive for you, a problem that is a pain in your side, a problem that keeps you up at night, whatever the case is, the faster I can solve that problem for you or the greater impact I can have in solving that problem for you, that's to me where the value increases, right? So how does someone even do the market research because we're saying market research mm -hmm. like how, how did you in your space because you're in the real estate space yes like how do you do that market research just talking to people being honest 
you know, communication is key when it comes down to being in real estate and construction and that whole business. It's absolutely paramount that you talk to people because and talk to women, especially because they really are they're going to make the final decision when it comes down to purchasing buying and stuff like that yeah the the husband might or the man might put down the money or he might say yeah i want this change but the really the the house is for the woman so when talking about entrepreneurship in my lane that's what i really do what what are women looking at this season and what are they going to be looking at next season can i can i put a color out there a color chart out there to a woman and get her advice so that is how the value goes either up or down, but also value is time. Yeah. That, you know, because you may know how to do something, but you don't have the time to do it. So now that's where I come into play. Now that's where my construction comes, my construction company comes into play yeah. because now we can come in and do certain things that you just don't have the time to do, even though you have the knowledge and the skill base to do it, but not. So we come in and we actually add value to your life because you can do other things. That's so good. You talk so about good. creating generational wealth. Sometimes you don't want to stop what you're doing, especially as a man, as a king. You don't want to stop your progress on your job. If you're in a multi-million dollar business, if you if you're making a multi-million dollar deal, you don't want to go home and paint this weekend. You want to complete that deal. So you call me in and I could add value to your life by presenting something that that you could do, but you don't have time to do. Absolutely. And I think time is so, so important, especially when we're talking about value, just because like I always use the example, and this honestly exists in any lane, but we'll use service-based businesses where if there's a service that I have to provide, right? And let's say it's company A and company B, mm-hmm. same job, same quality. The company that can do it in two days versus that company can do the same job in a week, more than likely people are going to take the company that does it in two days right. just because that's a higher value, right? Absolutely. You're able to get the same quality work done. Yes. Now you can even take that exact same example and let's say the qualities are different, right? Let's say the person that gets it done in two days, the quality is higher, mm-hmm. let's say. And then the qual- the person, in the company B, who gets the work done in a week, company uh, the quality is lower. Mm-hmm. Right? Again, they're going to go with the value. It's easy. And you can play around with that however you'd like. But more than likely, it really always dumbs down to the time it takes as well as the quality of the work. And then to your point of the market research of actually having those conversations to really hear what are people actually paying attention to. Right. Right. Because I think even with me, for me in my space as a personal coach and now even with my production company, time is a really big thing. Like I know that, you know, when people ask for a video project, they're used to the market in my case is used to, oh, it'll take about a month before I give you your video. Right. But you work with me and my company, I get you your video back in a week. That That's great. And, and that right there puts me above and beyond. Now, of course, I got to make sure I have systems in place that allow me to sustain that. Right. But for that, that, it's at least a great start. Yes. Because I'm starting out the gate with providing value. I'm doing something that people are actually going to enjoy. People are actually going to get something out of it. And they're actually going to see the results right. faster, right? Because I know my quality is good. Well, quality is my next point. You have to have quality product if you want to sustain. Yes. Because if you could, you could have, you could do whatever you need to do in a timely fashion. But if the quality is not there, you won't get that second call. You won't get that third call. All of my business is referrals. Because I we do a job, we buy a house or we renovate a house for someone, 
They say, man, this guy, the Kingdom Group, this guy, Buddy Harris, you got to call him. He does great work. And so the quality, the time factor, everything. So I have a couple of different businesses going right now. So with my construction company, I might take a little bit longer, but the quality is still there. And I tell a customer up front, listen, I have a couple of things going right now. It might take two weeks instead of a week. Are you okay with that? I'm going to charge you a little less but I'm still going to give you the same quality. That's good. That's because good. if I'm if I have a couple of different things going on, I'm still making the same money, even though even though the product is really not about the money, it's a totality of circumstances. I want to be able to have generational wealth, right? Yeah. So we're talking. We're going to get into generational wealth, but you don't want to make a lump sum right here and then never make money again. Right. If if you make little increments of money, that's how you sustain not just your business. But the generational wealth part of, and I love what you said because what I'm hearing in your answer was being having integrity, yes. but then also going above and beyond every chance you get yes. at every step. So it's actually letting the person know, hey, instead of you know this project taking a week, it's actually going to take me two weeks because of my bandwidth, and I'll adjust the price accordingly. But just having the integrity to actually say, hey, are you okay with this? Oh right? yeah, because Absolutely. at least in your space in the construction, I know there are, there are construction companies out there where they'll still say, oh, we'll get it done in a week knowing it's actually going to take them three weeks, right? And that's like, it's frustrating, but the integrity piece is actually saying, hey, this is how long it's actually going to take me. I know it's a little longer than it should, but we'll work with you and adjust accordingly. Are you cool with it? But then also the going above and beyond, I think that's where the referrals piece comes in. Like for me, with what I do, you know, when I'm working with a client, most most of the time working specifically with the owner or whatever, you know, I'm sending them a video prep packet Mm -hmm. that doesn't even say much, but it just says, hey, Drink water. Think about what you're going to be wearing. You know, be excited, right? And right. it's just a, a quick little touch point that's just like lets them know, hey, I really care, mm-hmm. right? I really care about your project. Like this is a big production that we are doing. Right. Regardless if you got my highest tier package or you got my lowest tier package, this is a big deal. So we're going to treat it like that. While, while we're working together, we're on the same team. Yes. And guess what? We're going to win. Yes. And so that's the way I, I go at any project. And so- you said something about about having integrity. You know, when you, when you're a man of God, especially, especially a king, especially you you identify yourself as a king, you have no choice but to have integrity. That's right. You know, and so when you go into a subject, I mean, go into a serious situation where you need to tell, listen, I know I said it was going to take 2 weeks, but this is what this is what happened. So we're going to go even if it's more money, you have to be open and honest and have that conversation and say, listen, it's going to take a little bit more money, but this is why. And you could actually pay. So you're not thinking that I'm taking more money, but you could actually pay the the, the other contractor or right, whatever right. the case is. So we can o- just have open dialogues with your customers. And uh, you, you said it best. You treat them like they're the only person people yes. in the world at That's that it. time. That, the most that person is the most important person at that time. Yeah. And so um that's that's one of the things that my customers love because they say, Oh, my friend called you. Oh, yeah, I know, but I was talking, I was in the middle of a conversation with you. I'm not going to stop the conversation <laughs> with you because you're the most important thing at right. this at this moment. Absolutely. I can talk to your friend later. We can we can go look at her place or his place later. But right now, you're the most yeah. important part. And I, and I think I say this all the time. Like, I think even when we talk about things like integrity and things like going above and beyond every chance you get. Right. I'm a firm believer that entrepreneurship really is self-discovery. Oh, yeah. Like the better of a human being that you are 
from a just personal development standpoint, right? And obviously us as kings, as as kingdom men, right? Like this, the standard is even higher. Definitely. But the more the more I can get in line with just living at that type of standard as an individual, my business is going to do better. Absolutely. Right. Like if, if I can always have integrity, of course. If I can always go above and beyond, always operate operate with excellence. Always let my yeses be yeses and my noes be noes. Right. You're going to give yourself a really good chance at being successful when it comes to entrepreneurship. Right. And I think, too, and I think it's important that we touch on this. You know, there's some people that might be hearing us and they're like, well, entrepreneurship, I don't want to start my own business. Like, that's a lot. I think what I'm bringing this up just because you have to look at the definition of entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. The definition of entrepreneurship just basically says to create value or worth in an economic system. Right. And the only difference between someone that starts their own business and someone that just works a nine to five is the person that starts their own business is creating the economic system. Mm -hmm. The person that is working the nine to five is basically basically going to go into an already existing system right. and create that value or worth. Or support so, that business. Yeah, or support it, right? right. So mm -hmm. technically, by that definition, everyone's an entrepreneur. Absolutely. Technically. So with that, right, talk about that, that important shift where it's not necessarily thinking about, oh, I'm building a business or I'm working in a nine to five, but it is about just creating value. So it's creativity. If I have a an integral part or piece that I could see that the company could use, but I don't know how to get to it because I'm nervous about telling them about it because they're going to steal my idea. You put everything on paper and you pitch it to them and you just ask for a portion of the company. Tell them that you want interest in the company. You, you, I'm still going to work here. I'm not trying to leave. I still want to be an employee here, but I have something that could help you make more money. Right. And all I want is a little piece of what I, of what you make. Mm -hmm. And so that's an entrepreneurial move. Absolutely. You know, so you could actually make your production better in the space that you're working at. That's an entrepreneurial move to a better, uh, be a, be a better efficient worker in your space. And so now you get everything done in a, in a, in a proper time. And so now you can actually, you bring more value to the company by being more efficient. Yes. And so that is a, a, an internal way. But now an external way, I think that if you have a nine to five, you should work for yourself from six to 11. That's There's real. nothing wrong with saying, yes, I do have a traditional nine to five, but I'm an entrepreneur at night. Mm -hmm. Whether making t-shirts, you're making coffee cups, you're making um, something, making food for for um, a family. Yeah, whatever it is, we can all be entrepreneurs. We do it every day, just like you said, in our nine to fives. Yeah. Now we could just create a space that we enjoy doing from six to eleven. A hundred percent. And it's and it's ultimately, and we mentioned it before earlier, like it's just solving problems. Yes. Right. If you're able to identify problems, whether it's at your nine to five job and you basically pitch it right in a way that's official with the paperwork, paper trails and everything like that. But then also asking for your worth because mm -hmm. it's like, hey, if we add this component, this service, this add on, whatever the case is, you know, this will boost the company overall. And I want to be compensated you know, whether it be equity, whether it be a bonus, whether it be stocks, whatever it is. Yes. Right. But even in the external world, it's like, OK, 10 people have problems with fill in the blank. Right. I can solve those 10 people's mm -hmm. problems Hmm. from six to 11. I can just solve those 10 people's problems. And I mean, especially today, when you think about just economy, because it's hard to talk about entrepreneurship and not talk about money like nowadays, you kind of need one like depending, Absolutely. depending on your financial situation. Right? right. Your nine to five is able to pay you, you know, 
I would say between 150 to 200, then cool, you might not need one. But if you're kind of underneath that, you might want to think about a side hustle. 100%. You know? Especially with the house market today, you know, we really need to have um, more than one source of income. Yeah. And so when when you're thinking about how can I solve a problem in my workspace, if I can do it during a nine to five, I can adjust that, tweak that, and do it from my six to eleven. The also the other thing is, you know, we we think that we need to come up with this big elaborate plan, and sometimes you can make thirty five dollars an hour, forty dollars an hour, fifty dollars an hour just listening to somebody who who is a a, a a love to complain. You can start up your business. You want to complain about your friend? Call yeah. me. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's just something's minor that. You know, we we come up, we want these big, this ma- these multi-million dollar companies, but in, in order to create generational wealth, you got to start somewhere with some type of idea. Absolutely. We all have inventions inside of us. Yes. We can create an invention that will have a, a lasting um a lasting impression or footprint on our family. Yeah. And and I love that. So we can definitely go into the generational wealth piece of it because I think with generational wealth, it's about planning for the end Mm -hmm. while you're beginning, right? Because even when I think about my companies, I know what I want the end to be, right? I have my big picture number. And so it helps me navigate my current decision-making so that way I can get there so I can actually create that generational wealth, right? So that way it's not only... To your point, it's not like this isn't just a, you know, 10 year quick lick hit where I'm making the money in 10 years and then it's over with. Like, no, we're creating a system. We're creating an engine. So that way, you know, when my kids are old enough, I can say, hey, come on and work it here. Mm-hmm. You know, it, whatever it is that you're interested in, you know, like and I think I think about that often because I have friends that, you know, they have. Um, their parents built businesses and stuff like that. But because the businesses were so narrow and their interest wasn't something that the business wasn't in. Right. It's kind of like, all right, you know, I wouldn't I would not ever advise someone to get into a job that they doing something they don't like just for the sake of generational wealth. Like, in my opinion, like, I just like if you don't like doing that. Right. For example, if your parents built an accounting company, but you like, I don't know, you like construction. Like, I wouldn't advise you to say, oh, go to the accounting place. Like, that just wouldn't make sense. But. For me, because I've identified that through seeing other people's experiences, it's like, okay, if I build whatever it is that I'm building between my two companies, if I build it in a way where if my kid is interested in accounting, Mm -hmm. there's a space. If he's interested in, you know, construction, we can create a space for that. If he's interested in whatever, like Mm -hmm. we can dib Mm -hmm. dib and dab so that way it's literally all under the same house. And I think that's where that generational wealth engine honestly gets accelerated because everything's under one roof. So one of the problems that we have, especially in the black community, is we don't like to take on what our parents did because that was their thing, but that's not my thing. Now, um, if our parents created this multi-million dollar system, why wouldn't we jump into that system and then we could create our own system? Right. Right. But we say, no, 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 no. We don't want that. We want to we want to do something totally different, but you're setting out you're stepping outside of what I had already set up for you. You might not want to do it, but your kids might want to do it. So as long as you have that the venue, the avenue that we're going down, that's how you create generational wealth. You can have all of these side businesses, like I mentioned to you earlier, mm-hmm. underneath the umbrella of the Kingdom Group. We have a construction company, we have a staging company, we have a photography company, we have a t-shirt printing company. 
Somebody in the family is going right. to want to do something. Yeah, something. We just you know, give them a whole options. Yeah, it's a lot of options. So you know, we need to be able. We need to be comfortable with what we can do, but we also need to follow our family because if they're, you know, it's almost like the footprints in the sand. Yeah. You know, if he's carrying us to the end, why do we need to create more footsteps? No, let's let's just go down the path that was already laid. I like that. Now, now let's put some numbers on this. The reason why I say that. Because generational wealth is a trendy term. Yes. Everyone talks generational wealth. Everyone wants generational wealth. In your mind, how much is generational wealth? Well, generational wealth, you have to have seven figures. You can't do it with hundreds of thousands. You need to go into the millions. Yeah. So I'm retired. I've been retired for five years from law enforcement. So my company right now is in the process of creating generational wealth. Now, my kids might not see that generational wealth, or they might see it on the tail end, but my grandchildren will definitely see generational wealth. As right. long as the economy doesn't change um, too drastic, if we stay on this um, the train that we're going on right now, we can create generational wealth before I pass on. That's and good. then that groundwork, that is, the path is laid already, so now all they have to do is just follow it. And again, if they don't like the real estate game, if they want to uh, build buses and, or drive buses, now they can open up their bus company because now they have the equity in the business to go open up right. a bus open company. Up bus. That's good. And I think, too, one, I love that you just said it has to be in the millions, but I'd even go deeper than that. It needs to be like more than, honestly, like $30 million. Then like, the tens of millions. Yeah, yeah. Like, like it needs to be in like yeah. the tens of millions. Yeah. Like If we're talking generational wealth, where it's like- you know, because most people, when they say generational wealth, it's not they say it with the assumption that like the people in the family don't have to work. Mm. Right. Where yeah. it's like literally like, you yeah. know, so if we're talking that form of generational wealth, it needs to be in like the tens of millions, hundreds of millions. Well, hundreds of millions. You don't have to work. Yeah. But even billions now. Well, yeah. Now, today it's basically right. in the billions. But in the space where I'm talking about, you need you need in the tens of millions of dollars. Yeah. I'm with you, you. know. And so if you. If you could sustain that and you and you have a diverse portfolio, it's easier for you to sustain the money and to keep it going. You know, so that's why you need accountants, you need bankers, you need lawyers. All of these people need to be in your family. If you don't have them, you need to be able to uh, reach out and touch somebody that 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 has them and they have been uh, proven, they have a track record, that they're mm -hmm. going to be loyal to you as as uh, as a customer. Yeah, no, I, I think that's super important because when you're building something of that much significance, mm -hmm. which again, we're talking about financially, which is significant, you definitely need people. And sometimes it's not going to come from family, right? Sometimes right. someone's not going to be a lawyer. You're going to need a lawyer. Right. Like when you're talking about these hundreds of thousand dollar deal, multi-million dollar deals, you need a lawyer, and especially in your business, like with with real estate like, contracts and everything like that. Like lawyers are most definitely involved. Not as much in what I do. Like lawyers only get involved when there's a problem in what I do. But um, but yeah, I mean, you definitely need to make sure that you have identified people. Um, and that's even circling back to our point before, where it's like if you are always living with integrity and you're always going above and beyond, it'll make it actually a lot easier to identify those people because people actually want to help you because they're Absolutely. like, oh, I want to see you succeed. And I want to be a part of a team that's moving forward and yeah. moving forward is successful and has um, integrity. As yeah, you said, that that's a big piece. Um, you know, as as ministers of the gospel, we love to 
bring people into the fold that's in the kingdom already. Mm. So I just found out that if we if we actually go to them first, we'll have a better outcome. Then we go to the world. But some people in the world are looking for us to go to just not to just be build their business but help them in the gospel as well. Absolutely. You know, leading people to Jesus. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's twofold. Most of my customers are people who are in the church. Not just our church, but churches all over. Because once you once people say, um, I have this, I have this contractor for you. He's a man of God. He has integrity. Now that goes a long way. Absolutely. So now when you meet somebody and you actually go over their project and you could tell them things that they never even thought of, and you tell them like, listen, I'm going to treat you the way I want to be treated. It goes a long way. Absolutely. And I, and I do believe it definitely entrepreneurship does give us that twofold ability to where it's like, I can give you a really great product, service, whatever it is, but also I can minister to you. Now you might not know I'm ministering to you just because I'm just being who I am, right? I'm just being a man of God. I'm being a king. And that's just who I'm going to be regardless of whatever space. And again, it really is an opportunity to minister to people because they're, because with what I do, you know, with production specifically, you know, there's so many people that they're like, oh, I, I just can't get in front of the camera. Like I'm nervous in front of the camera. Well, that's a moment for me to say, no, like you're built for this. Like, it's okay. Absolutely. Like, you can do this. Right. And again, that's not me saying like, do you know where you're going? Heaven or hell? Like you got to make sure you find Jesus. I don't have to do all that. No, that's not but what it's about. The conversation will continue if I'm just by me encouraging them and empowering them. Like, no, like you're actually fine. Like you're great at this. Mm-hmm. Like you're built for this. Right. They're more likely going to want to know more about me. Right. And within that, I'll be able to share Hey, this is what I believe. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And that's, there's nothing you can't do. That's big right, right? there. Like, how do you do that? That's that's the question. 100%. How do you feel? Oh, how do you and, and so now you can go into it. Yeah, uh, and I just listen, I'm I'm a man of God, and that's where I put my confidence. Mm-hmm. There's nothing I can't do. It that's says true. in the word that I can do all things through Christ. Well, this is an example of that. And you don't even have to go that deep, right? So somebody yeah. might be an atheist, but you could tell them, listen, you're a king or you're a queen. I'm a king or a queen. Wait a minute. I am. And so, wait a minute. Who, how do you know this stuff? And then that opens up the door to yeah. say, like, listen, th- this is what's in the Bible. You're a king. You're a queen. You are, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Now, that changes just a little bit of their thinking, but you planted the seed. Absolutely. Right? And yeah. it's the same thing in business. Sometimes you, all you have to do is just plant That's the seed, the seed. That's good. and let, let the increase come the way it would normally come. That's good. Right? Absolutely. And I think one one thing too, one last thing I really think is important that we touch on, we're talking about entrepreneurship, creating generational wealth, the sacrifice that's necessary. Because again, when we're creating something that is significant, something that is a system that is creating tens of millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars, billions of dollars, whatever, right? That's going to create this generational wealth. It's going to require a level of sacrifice that is, you know, I think specifically family members Mm -hmm. basically bear the brunt of yeah you know like for me with my fiance she sees the grind and she understands and and i think for me i've done a good job of like letting her know the vision Mm -hmm. of it all so that when i am like yeah babe we're not going on a date night because i got work to do or i got i'm running around doing this i'm up at 3 a.m because i'm doing this there's a level of understanding because but there is real sacrifice right where it's like it's always this weird dynamic because it's like we're doing it for our family, but the very thing that we're doing for our family is taking us away from our family in the current moment. So one of the things that I really had to learn was balance. Um, we can't do it all. 
Rome wasn't built in one night, you know, all of those slogans. So what we can do is we can do all we can do and leave the rest to, to God, oh, right? That's right? So if he brings us to it, he'll bring us through it. So don't sacrifice everything just to build the business because you'll lose everything along the way. We have to enjoy the process as we're building not only businesses, but we're also building our family. You should take your son to work with you. Absolutely, you know, yeah. you should you should stay home a day and just do nothing with him or your your kids, or and then take a day off and do nothing. But you know, send the kids to the babysitter and then spend the whole day with your wife. Yeah, you know, and so that is how you don't lose the core value of home. Excuse me, but but you still can build generational wealth. That's good. I think it's family first. It is, and, and and that actually brings me to my point where what's helped me a lot is developing priorities. And that's helped me balance everything. So, you know, the idea of balance isn't necessarily like, oh, I'll be able to do everything at the same time at the same level. But for me, it's just setting priorities, right? Where I know, okay, my family is first. Then there's business. Well, obviously God first, family, you know, mm -hmm. business, whatever. But by setting, by getting clear on those priorities, it helps with the decision-making. But then also there are kingdom principles that allow me to work properly as I'm building the business. Absolutely. Like one of the biggest kingdom principles that have, that has helped me tremendously, absolutely transform my business is basically working six days and resting and actually mm -hmm. taking a Sabbath. Like, mm -hmm. and I've told the story before, but literally before I was seven days a week, got to get it. There's so much to do. Got to do this. Got to send this. Got to, and it's like it was. I was going crazy. It happens all over the place. Wasn't really you know able to relax. Um, and enjoy the process, as you said. Yeah. But it wasn't until I actually understood, no, God created a principle where if I work, do good work six days, I can rest on the seventh. Right. And once I started really resting, once I really started taking a Sabbath, I then was able to, you know, prioritize. I shouldn't say prioritize, but I was able to really spend more time with my fiance. I was able to do things outside of the business so that when I actually did come back, I was energized and ready to go. Absolutely, 100%. So what you have to understand is this. If you take care of you first, you can take care of everybody else, right? Yes. That's a principle that a lot of people will say, oh, that's selfish, but it's actually not. I'm taking care of me so I can take care of everybody else. So when everybody else is in the bed, you can still be up making money. You could be on a computer. You could be you know, setting up packages, but you spent your quality time. Mm -hmm. And you you went to work, you spent your quality time, you did all the things that you need to do, to, but now this is your time to spend on the business so you can actually focus without any interruptions to make sure that your quality, that your product has great quality when you present it to the customer. That's good. That's good. And so, I mean, to kind of wrap it up there with basically family and entrepreneurship, creating generational wealth, it is about really finding that value, mm -hmm. right? Being able to bring as much value as possible to the people that you serve, being able to do it from a place of integrity, being able to go above and beyond, but then also thinking about it in a long-term sense, thinking about it from a, think about the long game, right? How can you produce enough money so that way you're actually providing for the people around you and basically creating an um, umbrella for your family to live under so that way they're all able to eat for generations to come, yeah, right? That generational wealth piece. Yes. Well, I hope that you guys got some value out of this conversation because we certainly had a blast having it. Um, always remember your dream is possible as long as you're willing to work for it. As you prepare for next week's episode, go check out last week's episode and we'll see you all next week.